Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Wiley McGraw is a former star baseball pitcher, competitive bull rider, and three-tour combat veteran turned performance accelerator and leadership strategist. He's been behind the scenes for well over a decade, optimizing the lives of leaders, public figures, athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and other prominent people across industries. His work is considered the Navy SEAL equivalent to high performance and leadership development, turning influential leaders into elite performers in all areas of their lives and businesses. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you, brother. Appreciate being here. I am looking forward to this. You have such a diverse background. How in the world did you become a, a bull rider of all things? <laughs> bull riding became the, the outlet for me to understand and discover who I really was at, at, at a very young age. I, I came into the world as a baseball player. My father okay. was a semi-pro ball player and it just, wow. you know, I was born into it. I didn't get to choose it. So it was cultivated from the mm -hmm. talent that I possessed and I was pushed mm -hmm. to be perfect day in and day out with that sport. And I loved it. I loved the game. And I loved what I learned. I loved the, the vision and the discipline it required to be a pitcher, a uh, starting pitcher in every team that I played on. But it got to the point where I felt the pressures and stresses of family dynamics overwhelming me and my ability to stay focused and really become this mm -hmm. elite, very elite athlete. And also the, the rebellious side of me started to come alive and realize that I, yeah, I wasn't meant for this. There, there's so much more that I, I feel I could be doing mm -hmm. in my life, which is why I sought out that crazy world of rodeo and became a pull writer it was weirdly my next evolution as a fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was quite a, I, I remember it was just years ago, I did like one of the mechanical bulls. And as soon as they yeah. went, as soon as they started it, I squeezed my legs together. And like for two weeks, the insides of my legs were so sore from the muscles. That's, so I can't imagine yeah. you doing that full time. Like, oh my God, that's great. That's the, you know, 80% of the bull riding is legs. So I understand yeah. intimately what you're talking about. You have to learn how to condition your legs to get, to, to ride a bull. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So when you, from the learning that all that you did there, and obviously you, 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 you served as well. Thank you for that. Uh, how did you just develop or how do you recognize that you had this ability or this affinity to help people accelerate themselves and help accelerate their career? Well, that's the, the back to the, the coming into this world as an athlete. I didn't understand though, the dynamic nature of my family and why I felt mm -hmm. like the black sheep. And it was more yeah. along the lines where everybody in my family, aunts, uncles, grandparents, they dumped their stress on me. It was always the place to gotcha. bring Wiley. Wiley yeah. was the safe place or the, the, the space that I noticed they would, they would expose things I maybe shouldn't have been listening to or hearing as a mm. young man. And I never understood that. And I always felt 
that pressure. So I learned to adapt in those environments to experience what I wanted to have as a family and as an athlete. Mm. But at, at that point, it, when I broke away and got into the world of rodeo, it ignited the side of me that I've been waiting to meet. It made me feel alive. It made me learn about my intuition, my mental toughness, my, the warrior nature uh -huh. that I possess. Uh -huh. And that was, that's what turned me on to the world of challenges that were unknown to you, that scared you, that you need to step towards. And recognizing that I could become more if I consistently put myself in these environments. Then the military came knocking, and it wasn't until I was in the middle of a combat operation where I recognized, okay, there's something different about me. I was able to mm -hmm. see blind spots, recognize people's mental limitations, yeah. see where they were actually hindered by uh, stresses, et cetera, that were, were in, in fact preventing them from performing at the top of their game. And then when I got out of the military and I got on that path of self-mastery and learning more about myself, that's when I recognized, okay, I need to cultivate something around this gift that I have, this something I came to this world with. And then it just became this radical performance acceleration container that I created around that gift to support other people to accelerate their performance by exposing those blind spots as well. That's fantastic. You know, thinking yeah. about the whole thing of as a child, or, you know, becoming this, this elite athlete and really doing very well in that role. But, and also when people would speak to you so much and you had to adapt. And so in the, in the adaptation, it doesn't mean you always thrive. And so you understood the, the, the rigidity and the discipline of being a pro athlete, but then you also understood how to adapt. And then obviously being in the, in the, in those high stress combat situations to right. really have everything zoned in to say, this is what's important right now. And to look right. at the aspects of that. So all those elements, which is a beautiful thing to create who, the, who you are today, but that's probably why you are so good at what you do is because of all the conditioning you had as a child. So sometimes we think, you know, as an adult, like, you know, this happened and this happened when I was a kid. Obviously you love it. But as we look at it now on the other side, we're like, ah, now it makes sense. Now it's, I see the purpose and the recognition of how it all links together to be the person I am today. Right, James. That's, that's the beautiful way to, to truncate it down into a nice distilled format for, for your audience to hear is that our life experiences do have an impact on us, whether it be negative or positive, but it's what you do with the experiences you, that you have that matters in your ability to expand your capacity as a human being to grow mentally, emotionally, physically, even intuitively, and discover mm -hmm. more of what your purpose might be in this world, what you're capable of achieving. What we end up experiencing as humans is that those negative life experiences become something we tuck away, we stuff down inside. And I know yeah. you know intimately well what I mean by that, where we are taught to suck it up and just deal with it. And they never, those things never go anywhere. The energetic yeah. aspect of that just stays within you and it will fester until you do something about it. And for me, what I discovered was facing like a soldier, a warrior head on, battling through those, as I call them, demons to truly mm -hmm. eradicate them. That's where I became free in the containment of my life. That's mm -hmm. where I recognized that those life experiences, absolutely. I was brought into this world through this crazy family dynamic, go through all these life experiences that challenged me because I had a gift, because I was meant to expose it, and because I was meant mm -hmm. to go out in, into the world and do what I do today. With a lot of the people listening right now, many people have wonderful lives, and, and, but sometimes we think we're very fulfilled, and we think we're at the top of our game, but that's not always true. What would you say to those individuals who are at a place, but they're maybe questioning, you know, is there something more? How would you help them recognize what that looks like and how to trans transition or transcend to the next level? <laughs> Right. Well, if they're feeling that way, that is automatically right out of the gate. That's a, a signal that says it's time to start looking a little bit deeper within mm -hmm. and figuring out what might be still limiting my ability to experience satisfaction at the level that I really want to experience it. With the clients that I work with, just for an example, for your audience to hear it, it doesn't matter what level you're at or capacity you possess. 
we're all human. And these people have amassed this, uh, this unbelievable amounts of success, money and notoriety, yet they still feel the same way. Why? Yeah. It's because they've never actually looked back and addressed or battled head on the unresolved stresses they carry, the dynamic they have actually swept under the rug, the nature of themselves they have left untapped. So if you're mm. feeling that way and you're listening to this and us talking about it right now is truly, that's a sign to say, okay, where else do I need to work on my yeah. own weaknesses, my flaws, whatever words, labels we want to throw at it. What I look at it as is facing the stresses you have not actually confronted head on. The, the things that are mm-hmm. very uncomfortable and very scary are in fact coming up for you to address. Those little elements are telling you time to look elsewhere because if you're not feeling where, where you want to be in your life, satisfied, happy, fulfilled with the successes you've created, no matter what level you're at, that truly means as a human, there's something else inside you that needs to be handled. And when you get to that core root issue, I promise you will accelerate as a result. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. However, there, there might be some people who don't realize that some of the things in their past or whatever has still influences them. How do you help them bridge those two things to say, yes, this is probably influencing more than you think, more than you realize? What's well, recognizing the life experiences that you, you uh, have in your daily life and, and mm-hmm. being able to be truthful with yourself and seeing the patterns of, why do I have this ongoing, consistent, same experience with mm-hmm. my business partner or my relationship? Or how do, why do I continue to react the same way to this, this similar stimuli? It all goes back to recognizing those chronic stresses that you've experienced in life until we are, are facing them and addressing them through whatever means necessary. They will fester. They will create situations and moments that yeah. you, you go, okay, I don't like this. But then what we do is our psyche is designed to protect us from those very uncomfortable, scary truths. And it shuts off and it wants to suppress it. And we tend to avoid the discomforts of that pain, that, that trauma, that stress yeah. that we associate with those experiences. And then we seek mm-hmm. out more comfortable means of transformation versus recognizing that you don't have to relive your trauma. You just have to face yeah. the experience of it head on with the right resource and the right containment so you can actually process through it and eradicate it permanently. Mm-hmm. So that's the key to it. That's what I would do with people. Yeah, I, I really like that. You know, it's making me think about kind of what we were talking about earlier is Every event in our life is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. We've all put j- j- puzzle, puzzles together. You know, we know where the border goes. We know like if it's, if it's a picture of a house, we know what the house looks like. So we can do all that. But when it comes to those other aspects that we don't really like about ourselves or those things that just make sense or that hurt us, we're like, where does this even go? How does this make sense? But when you mm-hmm. put it all together, then obviously you see the picture of what it looks like. And that's who we are today. So there are elements of us that, that we really like. Well, more than likely, we probably couldn't have those elements had we not gone through some of those things. So it's learning how to say this, I didn't like it. So you can look at it in respect of, I never want to go through it again, but how, what's the yeah. lesson on the other side that's influenced me today, right or wrong, right. healthy or not healthy. This is what it is. And this is what we have. And so with that, what do you do with that? So just like what you teach, how do they can then conceptualize that holistically absorb it and then accelerate into their life as well. And you, you said it, if I may add to that, you said it really well, holistically and considering that we are, you know, these dynamic nature beings. So we're not these compartmentalized, stru- structured, mm-hmm. systematic like pieces together. Yes, we have, like you said, the puzzle aspect of us, yeah. but going into connecting those dots dynamically and recognizing that the, the arduous challenges we face, no matter how big or small, do have value within them. Whether mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, it doesn't seem like it in the moment, it's time to turn around and face, okay, why did I go through that abuse? Why did I go through yeah. that, that stressful relationship? that hard conversation, et cetera. Well, let me see what I could pull from that. It's the same thing with emotions. When it comes to mental health, emotional health is recognizing mm-hmm. that our emotions are not negative or positive. It's our reactions mm-hmm. to them and what we mm-hmm. do with them that mm-hmm. turns into the negative or positive experience. Yeah. 
stop judging everything that doesn't feel good as bad for you and recognizing sometimes the things that are very uncomfortable and scary are actually better for you than the things that feel good or actually satisfy whatever, you know, comfortable needs you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I remember I was writing when I wrote my, my last book, um, Life Lessons, I, I was writing the first chapter is called Radical Acceptance. And so radical acceptance means accept the facts as they are. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It just simply is, this is what it is. So the whole concept right. of, um, trouble is inevitable, but misery is optional. So these are the facts. <laughs> this is the trouble, the right. misery I put myself through or not. But I remember I was going through something and I would never want to go through it again, but it was probably one of the most difficult things I had to experience. But I sat there and I, and I reframed it in a way that I've never reframed before. And so doesn't mean that I'm great at this. This is the first time I did it. And so I'm sure other people have done it before, but I was able to sit with the joy of the struggle. And I know that makes Mm. no sense, (laughs) but I was like, I'm learning something here. I don't like this, but I'm super excited because once on the other side of this, because it's not going to last forever, I'm going to learn something so much different about myself. And so in doing that, it was probably one of the most life-changing events I've had, um, in, in such a way, so it's learning the reframe of just because it's the discomforts here doesn't mean it's unhealthy for me because mm. there is a lesson. Once you learn and, and glean and absorb the lesson, then you quickly transcend to the next level of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And transformation happens in the dark, ugly corners of life. It doesn't happen you know, mm. from the bright, the bright lights. You need to recognize that yeah. finding a resource that might make you really upset and angry when they're in, in your life yeah. to support you through a change means that that very thing that that person or that resource team, et cetera, is doing to mm-hmm. you is to erupt and get rid of whatever you might be carrying around because what is it, whatever's yeah. occupying space within you will in fact hinder your ability to tap into potential and your ability to experience the joys of the discomfort you just talked about. Yeah. And your audience can recognize quickly is when I'm facing things that might otherwise scare me or make me retreat or make me believe that my gut's telling me this might be wrong or bad for me, take a moment, a little bit of a longer pause and recognize, well, what's in front of me that is causing this feeling or this mental image, this experience Mm -hmm. to happen. And then go, oh, wait a minute. It's my coach. It's my therapist. It's my, Mm -hmm. you know, my team. It's my, my family. They care about me. So clearly there's a reason why I'm having this feeling coming up in this moment. And when you can recognize that, you can find the joy in those moments. Same thing with the military. We want to be elite soldiers. But what do we go through to become elite soldiers? We go through the most arduous training possible that challenges us, stretches us, makes us face our fears. That there's no way you're going to get on the other side and become this this elite combat operator if you're not willing to go through the training they put you through that's designed as a framework holistically to make you this unbelievable version of yourself to complete those missions. Same thing goes when it comes to life and business. Great example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, one thing you talk about is, is one of the main things you talk about is mindset isn't always enough to mm-hmm. move on in one's life. What would be an example of, or why is that? Would you think that mindset is just, is just not enough? Well, you get to consider what mindset is. We hear constantly people talking about, you know, change your mindset, change your mindset, but people can, can work on mindset as a concept, but there's mm-hmm. so much more complexity to a mindset. Your thoughts themselves are not mindset. Mindset is the structure in which your thoughts are, are contained or housed learning how to improve your thought processes, creating space within your mind that allows you to have different types of reactions or responses to certain stimuli versus it just being the same consistent thing constantly. Autopilot, right. Recognizing that mindset is just one component of who we are. We have an emotional and energetic body of who we are. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough work on that. So we have this unbelievable mindset we can have this elite navy seal version of our own mind and our thoughts are like thinking great things creating but when we're challenged 
in certain moments that we're unaware of or unexpected, our emotions take over and it completely destroys our ability to adapt in that situation. So I look at it mm. as holistically, look at the yeah. human being holistically. In the work I do with my powerful and prominent clients, I go into their lives with them. I live with them. I travel with them. I have a team of network of 40 plus specialists from therapists yes. to doctors, et cetera, that we work in tandem as a unit mm -hmm. in real time as life is happening because those are the moments where real things hit the fan and real change needs yes. to be presented. Yes. So I go beyond just focusing on mindset only. It's like, let's get into the life of you, finding where your emotional, mental, and energetic, even spiritual balance might need to be mm -hmm. improved and go after those things that are hindering that so we can connect those dots and make you this holistic elite version of yourself. Yeah. I yeah. really like the version that the holistic approach. Like that's one thing with, with lifeology, you're, you're simplifying, transforming your spirit, mind, and body. And of course, spirit doesn't necessarily mean religious. It can be whatever right. it wants to be. Right. But that's one thing I always do on a daily basis. For me, it's I, every morning I start my day with my spirituality. Um, I, I have a, a practice that I have with that. And then I do my, my physical workout. So that's my spirit and body I've already done. And then the rest of the day, I use my mind. I try to use my mind for the rest of the day. But it's, <laughs> but really incorporating something yeah. throughout the day to enhance all aspects. Because if we're unbalanced, I mean, we've all seen those those bodybuilders who have huge upper bodies and little chicken legs well right. that's that's not balanced and so you're like that doesn't something's off there same no. concept in our lives if we find that we are burnt out or we're struggling and we're getting angry with all these people more than likely your life and your internal self is probably unbalanced as well absolutely i love the bodybuilding references i used to work out <laughs> We've all seen it. yeah and i worked out with a lot of guys in the gym like that when i was training years ago and i would see it and i'm like, yeah. they're actually doing enough legs but it really comes yeah. down to that foundation they're working the mm -hmm. aesthetic aspect which you can consider maybe mm -hmm. like the mind but they're forgetting the foundation of who we are as these yeah. dynamic natured human beings that feel that intuit that actually know mm -hmm. how to connect in different ways we just get caught up up here in the head and we let the head yeah. override all elements of our of our being and then that's where we get caught up and stuck and rigid in our experience yes the rigidity of it. Yeah, exactly. Would you say that's a, probably one of the biggest reasons why most people aren't able to move beyond um, mediocrity or complacency in their life is because of that? The it becomes a, absolutely it becomes a personality trait at the end of the day. You solidify mm -hmm. or codify it into your life where mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. focus on just trying to get this mind right and trying to focus on success from the thinking standpoint. You become very locked in this idea that that's mm -hmm. all that matters to succeed. And if it was the case, James, your audience can can yeah. probably recognize this. If, if, if thinking good thoughts and thinking about what you want were enough, everybody would be a millionaire. Everybody would have the life they want. Everybody <laughs> exactly. would be successful right now. Why not? It's because alignment with who you are, totality matters so that when you start applying the thinking, the heart, the, the emotions, the spirituality, simultaneously, mm -hmm. it becomes an asset for your growth. And it in turn manifests, if you will, the word I like to use with that, the more accelerated experiences of success mm -hmm. in life, whatever that might mean for you. If people are, you know, just thinking about their life right now, how often would you have them maybe check up with themselves and make sure that they are accelerating? Well, the nature of my work is being integrated into the life of the people I work with. So I'm 24 mm -hmm. seven, like a new family member. There's, it's not, mm -hmm. there's no stone left unturned that I, I go yeah. after relationships, <laughs> dynamics with their, yeah. with their families, their dogs, their kids. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. because Every little element impacts their ability to accelerate, to get to the top of the game, stay there and experience peace and freedom with the successes they've created. Mm -hmm. With anybody that's listening, with anybody who wants similar life experiences, it really comes down to being properly contained. Properly mm -hmm. contained. Right now in our okay. country, we have too much of the, it's my right, I can do whatever I want without yeah. responsibility, accountability, or obligation. 
freedom is birthed from proper containment. It's not birthed mm -hmm. from un sure. unfettered access to doing whatever the hell we want to. If we have the right resources, mm -hmm. like you, what you do for your clients and the people in your community, mm -hmm. like what I do, we create the right type of containment and give them a framework where they learn how to move through that containment to experience the freedom and the peace that comes with that. When we are uncontained, we experience chaos and anarchy within mm -hmm. us. And then we go out into the mm -hmm. world and expect the world to be different. A lot of ways I hear that as well as we have the internal boundaries that we create for ourselves. So just because I can stay up all night doesn't mean I should stay up all night. So it's that and the understanding right. of James, right. go to bed at this time. And then <laughs> right. we have the external boundaries that we have within our, our family system that we have within our community, but then we have within our state, but then we have within our world, or et cetera. Right. And so it's learning how to understand that and live in a way that just because some of these other boundaries may not be contained, we have to create those healthy boundaries within ourselves. Not to be so rigid with it because it's, it, no. there's, there's flexibility, but also to allow that I have to hold myself accountable to what my internal, my ethos or my ethics are, but as well right. as what my, what my boundaries are inside. Right. And it's, I practice a uh, good, good point. I practice uh, an ancient form of Chinese martial arts. Uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. better known as Kung Fu, but I, I, I work with mm -hmm. a teacher who's a descendant of, of a specific form of this that doesn't, it's not taught to the public. And I'm very fortunate because of the last few years I've been studying privately with the, with this guy. And what's amazing is understanding the, the masculine and feminine flow together and mm -hmm. learning how to balance that out because that is proper containment. That is where we can mm -hmm, in fact experience mm -hmm. more creativity, more uh, peace, more freedom, more ability to mm -hmm. be agile in life. And one of the biggest philosophies that comes with this, with, with Kung Fu, Chinese martial arts, Tai Chi, et cetera, mm -hmm. is yeah. allowing the attack to happen, whatever that looks like, and then mm -hmm. trusting that the right response will present itself. But mm -hmm. when we're not integrated, fully integrated sure. from every part of who we are, even down to our bones and our blood, all of it, because our inability to slow down and allow ourselves to be contained, we only have the same type of reaction to attacks. So the attack can mm -hmm. be small or it can be big. Learning which response is proper will become innate when we give ourselves permission to be properly contained in our lives. Sure. And that is where true freedom, true peace can result as a mm -hmm. byproduct. It's amazing. And I like how that sounds effortless and it can be effortless. Sure. And I think unfortunately so many times people get so lost in things that just don't matter. You know, someone cuts you off mm. in traffic, rah, and you're yelling at this person. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. You're going to forget about it, you know, 20 minutes later. But we get so lost in that. So that, that's why things, in my opinion, are not so effortless because we allow those external factors to influence us. I always like to tell people, I, I'm going to give you 100 energy points today, 100 energy dollars. I want you to spend it health and spend it today. What does that look like? At, at like 4 p.m., are you bankrupt? Or are, you, are you gone? I mean, so, so learning right. how to allocate right. that money, the energy money, uh, into what's actually healthy for you. So if, you, if, if work takes you know, $80, but you've already given it you know, $99, what do you have left for your family? What do you have left for yourself? So it's learning Absolutely. how to find the effortless component that you're talking about, but for the things that matter. But it's requiring also, I had a firefighter, a paramedic buddy of mine who said, be learning to be indifferent to what makes no difference. And I thought mm. that was a really good kind of quote well from philosophy is you said the car and the traffic. What are we giving our power and energy to? When you turn to mean mm. mug someone, and I'd be saying this from experience being former military and dealing with stress when I got mm. out, of the, out, of the, out of the army, mm. is I'm giving that person my power. I'm giving them energy they don't probably deserve. Yeah. Maybe they are yeah. going through an unbelievably uh, crazy life experience at this moment, and they're driving erratically. I don't know. 
But what matters mm -hmm. is, like you said, my $100 energy money is going towards my vision, my purpose, yeah. my family, and what I meant to do in this world. Everything else mm -hmm. is ancillary that doesn't deserve it unless mm -hmm. it starts to come into my personal world. And then I have to address yes. it and confront it properly with the right response Correct. instead of just getting angry and throwing a bunch of, of energy at something that really doesn't make a difference in your life. Yeah. And it goes back to those internal boundaries that we create for ourselves. If we hold ourselves right. accountable to what those boundaries are, then we'll recognize what is healthy for us or not. Well, yes. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. The time literally flew by. We could talk for hours. If my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you to listen to your new podcast, uh, to yes. just work with you to learn all the things you're doing, where will they find this information online? They could go to my website, wileymcgraw.com. Uh, and I actually have that podcast. It's Wise Words and Whiskey with Wiley McGraw, low-key conversation on high-performance living where I bring on really great guests and we sit back over a nice uh, sip of some really high quality whiskey. And then we talk like fireside chat about insights and philosophies that I distilled down for people to have more peace and a better experience with life itself. Wonderful. Can't wait to hear it. My viewers and listeners also know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerifology.com and I'll link you with Wiley McGraw. Thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Thank you brother for having me. I appreciate it. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.